0: Scripture today. I invite you to rise in body or in spirit as we read from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 38 to 42 from the Common English Bible. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So are you more of a Mary or more of a Martha? You know, that's how we hear this story, right? You're either a Mary or you are a Martha. And and Luke's gospel sets up the story this way. Um, We think that this is a story in which we take sides. You know, you're either a doer like Martha, or you are still and contemplative like Mary um, because Martha's bad and Mary's good, right? I mean, that's how we hear this story. I remember hearing a story about not being so busy, reminding us to take time to listen to Jesus. And the point was we were all supposed to be more like Mary. And after church, we went over to someone's house for lunch and you could tell that they had worked so hard to clean their house and, and, and to make a beautiful meal. You know, it's so sitting so much better than serving. Hospitality takes work, and in Jesus' day, hospitality was vital. Maybe this story isn't about Mary being better than Martha. Maybe this story is about what Jesus says to Martha. Jesus uh, says to, that Martha is worried and distracted about many things. Worried and distracted about many things. Anyone identify with that? Worried and distracted about many things. Uh, The Greek word used for distracted um, there has a connotation of being pulled and dragged in different directions at the same time. It uses the same stem as our word spasm or spastic. You know, it seems like Martha is having what looks like a panic attack due to overwhelming expectations that Martha has placed upon herself as the host, welcoming Jesus and his disciples. And Martha is just discombobulated with all the work that she has to do, and and she feels completely alone. And there's this whirlwind of needs that has to be met. And Martha wants Jesus to tell Mary to join her in the panic. You know, I'm all alone here. Come with me. Jesus tells Martha that she is worried and distracted by many things. Another way to say that would be, Martha, you are highly anxious about many things. Jesus says, highly anxious about many things. I need to sit with that. Because, you know, I'm feeling highly anxious a lot of times. And feeling highly anxious um, emotionally and spiritually, that really resonates. Martha is a wreck because she wants to be the best host that she can for Jesus. She knows the importance of welcoming people well. You know, I don't hear Jesus saying it is bad to be busy or it is bad to get things done. And that might be because I'm a doer possibly, but I really don't hear Jesus saying that rushing from this place to that place is bad, but I do hear Jesus saying that problems come when the distractions overwhelm us and we aren't able to stop and to breathe. I love that we welcome worship here at White Rock saying, let us take a moment and take a deep breath as we worship God together. You know, Jesus seems to be helping Mary and Martha with boundaries, I love listening to podcasts. Any other podcast listeners? Uh, The other day, I was listening to Brene Brown talking to Russell Brand on a podcast, and they were talking about boundaries and what boundaries need to be in place for us to have compassion towards one another. And Brene shared this story about doing a workshop with a room full of pastors. So, you know, a room full of good people, right? And she said to these pastors, Do you believe that people are doing the best? that they can in general, when people wake up every day, do you believe that people are doing the best that they can? And in this room full of pastors, she said that the answer was 50 50, that the room was split with people saying, no, I don't believe that people are doing the best that they can half of this room of pastors said that people are not doing the best that they can because they think that people generally in this group of polled people, People are lazy. Isn't that awful? Uh, She then asked those who said no to picture someone in their lives who they believe is not doing the best that they can. So think of someone who really irritates you and makes you crazy. How long does it take to think of that person? Now imagine that God came to you and God said that this person that you pictured is doing the best that they can. Brene Brown said that when she said that, half the people in the room sort of slumped over and some people started crying. She said one person uh, described someone who lives in a trailer in the desert and they've had children removed from their home for neglect. They split the baby's formula with water. They gamble away the rest of the money. And this person said, you know, if God said to me that this person is doing the best that they can then I have to make a choice. I can, can continue to help with a non judgmental heart, or I need to stop helping because helping through hatred is not helping. When I am bitter and resentful of the person that I'm helping, I'm not helping. So, can we assume that people are doing the best that they can? Uh, Brene said that she used to work with domestic violence and sexual assault cases, and she said that the women who believed that their husbands or partners were doing the best that they could, those were the ones who were able to leave. Those were the people who were able to get their children out. Those people were able to say, you know, I love my spouse, but they are broken right now, and they're doing the best that they can right now, but I'm not safe, and my kids aren't safe, and so, you know, I I need to leave. And they were able to say, here is what is okay, and here is what is not. You know, boundaries are important. Having more empathy is always a good thing, but empathy is a vulnerable choice. You know, if we connect with others through empathy, we have to connect with something in ourselves that knows that feeling. You know, in the face of a difficult conversation, when we see that someone is hurt or that someone is in pain, it's our instinct as human beings to try to make it better, right? You know, we want to fix. We want to give advice. I have a friend who's a therapist who said that advice asked for is rarely heeded. Advice not asked for is never heeded. You know, empathy is not about fixing. Empathy is the brave choice to be with someone in their darkness, not to race toward the light so that we feel better. So if someone shares with you something um, that's difficult, I hope that we can say, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm glad that you told me. A response rarely makes something better, but it's the connection that we have with one another that is what will heal. So empathy is about boundaries. Empathy is not jumping into the hole with someone who's struggling and taking on, taking on their emotions or, or owning their struggle as ours to fix. Because if their issue becomes our issue, now there are two people stuck in the hole, and that's not helpful. Boundaries are important, we have to show up and and we have to know where we end and and know where others begin if we really want to show up with empathy. So Mary and Martha remind us how important um, self-care is. Mary and Martha remind us the importance of self-care. A routine often helps us with our self-care There are things that I do every day to bring me comfort and peace. There are things that I do every day to remind me that God is with me. You know, a lot of people have a morning quiet time because it helps them to begin their day in the same way in prayer to God. Or every single morning they do the crossword puzzle. A routine that that we have as a family that we've really struggled to get back after the pandemic, but I'm really working on it, is to sit at the table, to hold hands, and to pray before dinner, and then we share the favorite part of our day. Your routine of self-care might look like going outside or taking a walk or being with friends. Mr. Rogers was someone who I think of who had great empathy, and he also had a great routine. You know, he would uh, show up in his show, he would walk through the door, he would sing a peppy song, he would put on his sweater, he would change out of his dress shoes, he would feed the fish, he would have a conversation with us at home. And in his real life, Fred Rogers began, began each morning with prayer and with Bible study and then he would exercise and swim laps at the gym. He weighed 143 pounds his entire life. And someone asked him why 143? And he said, well, if you count the, the letters for I, that's one, love, that's four, and you, that's three. So I just weigh 143 pounds to remember that I love you. So uh, that should be a goal. But um, he also said that when he exercised, it gave him an opportunity to express emotion, especially anger. He made time every day to sit and to play the piano, he made taking care of himself a priority. You know, self-care is so important because human nature has not changed much in 2,000 years. There are still people who refuse to see other people as Jesus sees them. There are still people who perpetuate patriarchy and protect their power by any means possible. There are still people who refuse to see the sin of white supremacy. You know, everyone is not excited to hear that God loves all people. Our journey in life will not be easy. Mary knew that she needed to listen deeply to Jesus' words of life or she would not last. So if we want to maintain our stamina and our courage to speak up for each other and to learn to love each other, we are going to need to regularly and intentionally immerse ourselves into Jesus' presence, into Jesus' grace. Into Jesus' peace. So I pray that all of us will take an intentional moment to sit and to breathe and to remember that we do not go this way alone, that we do not carry all the weight of the world, we do not carry all the worry of the world alone, that Jesus is with us. But we have to make the decision to notice that God is all around us. We have to make the decision to receive it. So spend time in prayer, even when you don't have words. Spend time in worship, even when your to-do list is a mile long, spend time grounding yourself in God's grace, whatever that practice looks like for you. You know, Mary was not right, and Martha wrong. Martha was not right, and Mary wrong. They were different people, and Jesus loved them both. We are called to be God's partner in this world. So may we remember who we are and whose we are. Thanks be to God. Amen. (laughs)